And you realize that people in the church, they are struggling. Because we don't have a redeemed mind when it comes to these things. We do it exactly like the world does it. The world is knifing, cutting, and slicing, and dicing. And we find ourselves as Christians sometimes taking what is in the world and bringing it into the church. And we wonder why things are not working. Okay. So now you see where we are going. So um, there's a scripture. Can we go to the next slide? Um, but before we go into scripture, let me just pray. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord God, that your word is truth. We just want to thank you, Lord God, that your word has been sent to us so that we don't need to walk in darkness no more. So, Father, I pray for revelation knowledge to come to your people, that we are peculiar people. We are different because you have called us to be different in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that our, 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 the eyes of our hearts will be opened, that we are enlightened in the name of Jesus. And, Father, that we walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, we, we, um, you know, we, were, we got a word that um, we want to live that abundant life that Christ came to give us. When he died and we received him, we signed up for abundant living. So look at your brother next to it says that you have signed up for this. <laughs> Amen. So we want to see abundant living. Uh, we want to see abundant life. We want to see it. We are expecting it. It's our inheritance. We got it. Yeah. So now I just felt like, okay, I know John 10 verse 10 said, you know, that the enemy only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come so that we might have life and life in abundance. And then I was asking myself, what does this life in abundance mean? How does it look like? So this scripture, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, to me is coming to, to really give us a picture what we are talking about. Let's read together. And God is able to make all grace... Every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in Him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Okay? So there we have abundant life. That that we got defined. And I don't know about you, but when I was reading, when I, every time when I read this word, I get overwhelmed. To say, what? Isn't this a bit too high? Isn't it too much? Because all grace, which means the whole power of God, His whole ability is released to me. It's released to you. All power is released so that every favor, yeah, which means it comes every earthly blessing in abundance, always. This is where my mind starts, 
can't imagine always. Sometimes, but always. Under all circumstances. It doesn't matter in which circumstance you are. Under all circumstances. Yeah, regardless of the need. It doesn't matter in what need you have. Have complete sufficiency. You have more than enough. Not only for yourself, for your loved ones, but for every charitable work. You always have enough. Pause a bit. What are we saying here? Yeah? So I understand now, I examine my heart. Say, I'm struggling to believe the scripture. I'm sorry. I can't imagine. How is that life going to be like? How, how does it, you know, how does it manifest? But then I understand what my problem is. It's, the problem is not the word, it's me. <laughs> I've got a warped view of God. I've got a warped view of God's resources. I've got a warped view of God's abilities. So because I look at the scripture through myself, I think it's not possible. And then I short circuit God's word. And it cannot manifest. Okay? But God's word is true, which means because God is behind the word, he has made himself equal to the word. So I need to understand who God is. So let's run there a bit. Who's God? So God of the universe is a God who created the whole galaxies. He created all matter. He created me. He created you. He created the whole resources. God is limitless. So maybe let's start there. Maybe that will help us. So if God is limitless and he says he has made this available to me and to you, it means these are the resources that you can tap into. So this is why you are not limited. The only limitation is between my two ears is my ability to agree and accept that this is who he is. Do we have it? He can never run dry. He can never run out. It's impossible. So if he says you can, it's not because of you. You remember when he said it's, not, it's all about you, Jesus. It's not about you and me. It's about him and his ability and the grace that he makes available to me and you. So you can. So tell your neighbor that you can. So this abundant living is for you. And this is why we are preaching it so that we can take hold of it in our spirit because in our mind, we are too limited. So that's why we need faith and we need to see God for who he really is. So we've got that now settled. Okay? So the issue here is we are called to have that life, but then there are the little foxes. Can we go to the next slide? <laughs> so this abundant living uh, is, is eaten away by certain things. And one of it is competition. So now we don't have a fulfilled life of things that we allow. And one of it is competition. And the biggest problem with competition, if you look at the, at the picture, where's the focus? 
me and Esther. So instead of me looking to God, I'm looking to man. And I'm competing or comparing myself with man. And that's clear that the moment when I do that, I just see limitations. She has something that I don't have. And I'm struggling with it. And it can be a Christian. He says, this brother of mine is having something, he's getting breakthrough, I'm not getting it. And I've got a problem with it. Yeah? But actually, I don't go and check. The thing is, they say if people are competing, if they are comparing, yeah? They compare themselves with someone that they think are they equal according to their own judgment. Yeah? I will not compare myself with Nelson in a certain criteria because according to myself, how I view myself, he's out of my league. So I don't compete with him. I compete with someone that I feel, okay, you know, Malcolm is my equal. Now I'm going to check his life, his things, his breakthroughs, and then I say, you know, I'm supposed to have that as well. So actually, we are choosing our battles subconsciously. So there are certain people that we take on the battle and the others that we leave because of our own judgment. Okay? So if you thought that that is bad, <laughs> let them unpack an another thing. So we are going into psychology. I'm not a psychologist. Psychologists will come and clean up later. Mine is, in our own judgment, I said he's not my equal, he is my equal. Okay. But the one that you say is your equal, you've got very little, very little information about who you say he's your equal. Can we go to the next slide, please? Before we get there. Um, what, what literally happens is he says, I'm supposed to drive the car he's driving. Okay. He's a Christian, he, belie he believed God, and he got it. Excellent. Okay? So now I don't get it. I prayed and I fasted and I didn't get it. So what is the challenge now? I don't know his relationship with God. Number one. I don't know the promises that God gave him and not giving me. That I don't know. I don't know the depth of his walk with God. I don't know his prayer life. So I assume he's my equal. But we are off. Sometimes very off. He is not my equal. Yeah? So it's the wrong comparison right at the beginning. Now we wonder why we are frustrated. Why we are unhappy, where we are stuck. Yeah? And we say, but this all-sufficient God is supposed to be God for us all. Yeah? But there are many things that you are supposed to go to God and spend time with Him, not manipulate Him. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we can manipulate God. Yeah? The car, Lord. The car, Lord. The Lord is not speaking about the car. The car, Lord. The car, Lord. The car, please. <laughs> yeah? And he's speaking about other stuff, and I'm not listening, and I'm not yielding. And then, of course, now I'm fasting and praying for a car. Yeah? So what literally happens 
is you get frustrated. Of course, you must get frustrated. Because our do devotion is, 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 is having the wrong motives. Because it's in the quiet time where the Lord downloads the, the things for you. And he can be saying something completely different. And that's what God says you do. You remember Mary when he was telling, whatever you hear Jesus say, that you do. Did Jesus say? If Jesus didn't say, don't do. <laughs> Are we together? Okay. Um, so I tried to get a definition of competition. So I didn't try to the business definition of competition or the ecological definition. I just tried from a social, you know, what we are dealing with, the issues of the heart, what the definition is. So the definition that I have is the activity or condition of striving to gain or win something by defeating or establishing superiority over others. In general, a contest or rivalry between two or more entities, organisms, animals, individuals, economic groups, social groups for territory, a niche for scarce resources. Yeah? Where's God in that? What did God say? Abundance. Yeah? So now our view, because we are competing, I see that, you know, Erna took everything. <laughs> There's nothing left for me. My problem that I'm having is because of Erna. She took it all. Verna. <laughs> Verna has got everything. And I have nothing. She's my enemy. Even in church. Yeah? So at the end, God is out of the picture. Because the resources are scarce. Let me tell you what else is scarce. Goods and mates. <laughs> so the church does, doesn't have enough mates because it's a scarce resource. So I have to look outside. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, we get ourselves in a lot of trouble because of our view. We've got a warped view of who God is. Is it so difficult for God to bring a mate? He can take one out of the street just now, clean it up and bring him to church, if that has to be. Did he say? I think I touched something. <laughs> so for pre prestige, recognition, awards... For a group of social status, leadership, prophets, these, according to us, are all scarce resources when we're in competition. Okay? So it arises whenever at least two parties strive for a goal which cannot be shared, where one gains on the other's loss. The winner takes it all. So that's the problem. It doesn't line up with what God has said and what God is saying. Can we go to the next slide, please? Okay. So the question is, 
Sometimes we are in wars, we don't know why we are in wars, but we are wars and we are not supposed to be in that war because that's not our war. So if you have to look at that picture, I don't know who's going to win, but the issue is here, we are not supposed to be in that war in the first place. So someone must have heard wrong, or someone is believing wrong, or we've got a wrong expectation, we... We are somewhere where we are not supposed to be. And it's not God's fault. So the issue here is we are supposed to honor God with our relationships. We had that already. So the moment when you are in competition, you can win. You can win an argument and lose a relationship. It's very possible. You can argue with a brother over scriptures and defeat him. Yeah? Because this is my understanding of scripture. Now it's me against you. You give an argument, I counter, you counter, I counter. So it goes on and at the end, I win. But did I honor God? Is that what God wanted? Is that what God is saying to you and me? Yeah, So we can be off. We can come with a competitive spirit and you bring it in the church and I know what I'm talking about. I was telling the church in the morning that we, I was in a, uh, during Pastor Sergei's time, we, we did an online assessment about the top five strengths. And my top strength was competition. My natural inclination is to compete. There's something good to it, I'll, I will explain, but the thing is, I didn't know, I knew it from childhood, I always like competing, whether it's soccer, sports, academia, I compete. So if I find that Afeni is better than me, if somebody is better than me, if I just zoom in. in. <laughs> I forget everybody else. I'm just looking at Afeni. What is he doing? How is he doing what he's doing? What makes him win? What makes him uh, uh, effective? And I study that and I beat my body till I get that. I need to defeat him. And then when I've got the trophy, that excitement is short-lived. Yeah? Because the next person is shining. Yeah? So most of the time, you are unhappy. The bulk of the time, you are not happy. Okay? So certain things are ungodly, and God wants to deal with it. I will tell you where competition is. Do you know that God is competitive, by the way? He actually puts up the, 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 the war on purpose. And make it look at all odds. Gideon was told, send the guys away. Leave the 300. Let's watch. The war starts. But you know that God is actually says the competition is for the enemy. Not for your brothers and sisters. Yeah? God is jealous about the enemy because the enemy took from him. It's not his things.
And for that, there's a competitiveness to get back, to win this. But not your brother, not your wife, not your spouse. Don't compete against them. Yeah. So it's a mindset. The thing is, it's not blessed to compete because God asks us to be each other's keeper. Can we go to the next scripture? James 3, 13 to 15. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. So the thing is humility. The fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. And God's grace, you remember it says that he will make all grace abound. But grace is tightly linked to humility. That's why competition can never be blessed. Do you get it? Yeah. It can never be. It's in the wrong spirit. It just rejects God's anointing. It rejects grace. It rejects God's ability. You, can, you cannot have abundant living. You can't. It's automatic. It just rejects it. You have no breakthrough. It doesn't matter. You say this big God who's get everything for everybody that we can tap and grab and lambano. Yeah? Grab and take everything that this God has. You can't access it. In the spirit of competition, you can't get it. It needs humility. And even Jesus addressed it. He says, I want to be first great. And then if you want to be first, be the servant. Why? There's a humility element that brings grace. That brings God's abundance in your life. There must be humility. Otherwise, it can't work. It's impossible. It's another spirit. Okay? So... Humility which comes with this, with, uh, from wisdom. But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it. Because, because we can say, then I beat the guy. <laughs> then I was on top. I was first. Hello? Which spirit are we bringing in here? Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. God have mercy. Can we go to the next slide, please? So James 3, 16, says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder. Doesn't matter whether you're a Bible-believing person. Spiritful, born again, did the one-to-one. Disorder, I, I guarantee you. And every evil practice, it will come for sure. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere, peacemaking, who sows in peace reap a harvest of righteousness, which means right standing. You are in the right standing with God. It only comes through humility. Can we have the next slide, please? Let's move over to comparison. I don't know. There was something, there was this clip that was going around, you know. 
where there was this shoes of, 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 the of an intercessor and the shoes of the pastor. Yeah? And the shoes of the intercessor looked like the one on my right. Yeah? And the pastor was on the other side saying, you know, that sometimes just the intercessors that are laboring and the pastors are coming to shine. But this doesn't apply to our church. Don't worry. Um, yeah, comparison. Can we have the next slide, please? So it's, it says, some research shows that people who regularly compare themselves to others often experience negative feelings of deep satisfaction. Dissatisfaction, sorry. Guilt and remorse and engage in destructive behaviors like lying and disordered eating. So you think this weight thing is, you need to jog it away. But you don't know what is happening to you subconsciously. There are things that are causing you to, to do that. There might be that there's just this comparison that is in you. And it's eating you away. And then the only comfort is eating. And you are just struggling. Hmm. Help me, Lord. So the reality of it is that there's a time and a season for everything. That God is the one who actually gives us the good gifts. Okay? So we don't try to keep up with each other. Yeah? Keeping, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah? And the thing is, during this time, whether the economic recession or where, whatever is happening at this moment in time, it pushes us, even as Christians, you know, to start comparing. Why is he getting a salary increase? I'm not. Why him? Why not me? Or even in the, in, in, in the marriages, you know, the Kavishas, you know, they are flourishing. Why not us? So we constantly have that. And the Lord doesn't want it. Can we please put it to rest? Can we please get back to God? Can we get it his perspective? The thing is, if you don't believe God is good, if you don't believe God is good to you, if you don't believe God loves you, you are going to compare yourself with others and you'll be unhappy. We will be constantly unhappy. The spirit can't flow. We are stuck. And I think the Lord is putting his finger on it because it's a, it's, these are foxes. They are destroying the vineyard. The abundant living. Things, resources are supposed to flow through you. Love is supposed to, throw, to flow through you to the people. He says, I don't have love. It's not true. You have. But if we've got things that we are harboring, that we are holding on, that God is not blessing, we'll be stuck. Okay. Um, you know that some people, are, it, they told themselves at the age of 25 that I'll be married. And then now it's 30. And there comes this guy from nowhere. 
just got saved and picks up the sister in the church. He says, God, I was the next in line. <laughs> There's no way that you can jump me like that, God. I was the next in line. So, we start sulking, we start feeling bad, and eventually, we are not hearing from God, and we actually start blaming God. God doesn't love me, I know, I know, I've made up my mind, I'm just serving, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> I do a Christian thing, but one thing is for sure, He doesn't love me. That's it, I've made up my mind. Then we're in trouble. Ah, that's another one. So what do we see there? Can you try to think what are the emotions that are there? People are speaking about arrogance. So on the one side, I can see somebody who's getting, oh, I've got her now where I wanted her. I've got, by the way, this literally happened. You know, there are people that I know where the husband literally told his wife, you know, that I have more money than you. You are, you are educated, more educated than me, but I've got more money than you. Can you imagine what that happens, what, what happens to that relationship? They're supposed to be a team. No, no. It's your money and my money. You deal with your issues, I deal with mine. I'm sorted. Sort yourself out, please. Maybe we already agreed, yeah? You, you pay that and that and that bill. I pay this and this bill. So you are stuck, sort it out. I'm sorted here. Okay, so in these things, you know that these things can also happen with, I can imagine the youngsters are saying, yeah, but we are not married. <laughs> siblings, yeah, this can happen with siblings, yeah, that there's a rivalry. You didn't start it, maybe your folks started it, <laughs> saying, there's something wrong with you, <laughs> you know. Why are you not like someone else? Why are you not like your sister? Why are you not like your brother? Yeah? And now they are gone, but you guys are continuing. <laughs> yeah? So they started it, but you guys, you finish it. Let it not continue. Yeah? This is not godly. That's not what God wants. Okay? So it is very important that we take care of this. It's not we against each other. We are fighting one enemy. We are together fighting an enemy. And sometimes, especially in the spouse relationship, there are times where it says, but you. So we attack a person. But he says, please, you know, make a difference or separate the person and the act. Yeah, it's two different things. Your, 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 your wife or your husband is not evil. Your wife and your husband is not evil. 
but there is an enemy who's after your spouse, yeah, wants to destroy. Or your brother is not evil, okay, but there is evil. There's an enemy, okay. So we need to be very, very careful. We fix our eyes on Jesus, please. Uh, can we have the next slide? So Galatians 6, 2 to 5 says, Carry each other's burdens, and this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. There's a law that you can fulfill if you keep each, carry each other's burdens. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. <laughs> the Bible is... <laughs> The Bible is so unique. They can really put you in your place. Huh? <laughs> if you think you are something, you are deceived. Yeah? It's all by the grace of God that you are. Don't think you are that something. Whatever you have, you got it from God, by the way. It was not your intelligence. There are some people who are even more intelligent than you who don't have what you have. It happens a lot. Okay, so very critical. Each one should test their own actions, then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load as well. So sometimes there's something that God tells you to do. If you do it, please go and celebrate yourself because you are obedient. But they say, but Uncle Nelson, <laughs> he didn't do A, B, C, D. Yeah? The Germans have got a word that they call schadenfreude. I don't know how else to explain it. But that you, you just rejoice in somebody else's mishaps. Yeah? So we should be careful that we don't fall in that, you know? But we've got our own load to carry. And trust me, sometimes our load is heavy. It's enough for you your own load. Sometimes you need help, and God is so gracious that he will give you a spouse to help me with my load. Imagine now the help is the one that I'm attacking. How can she help me? So we need to carry each other's burdens, yeah, and not be the ones who are fighting with one another. What is happening? Is the enemy. <laughs> can, I, can I have the next slide then? So let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Okay. So the thing is, whatever God has put on your heart, keep at it, please. Keep in your lane. Yeah? Don't try to fight somebody else's wars. Yeah? And then you yourself, you know, you forget that you have actually your own race to run. You need to finish the race. God is going to ask you, what did you do? So finish your race. And try, don't try to grab somebody's anointing and somebody's gifts and somebody's, you know, blessings and somebody's ministry. Go to God. He's got enough for you. 
Yeah, you have your calling. God has got more than enough for us all. Okay, so let's stay in your lane. Run the race set before you and finish well. Okay, next slide. Um, this one. <laughs> Sign up for depression. There will be those who say, up to now, Richard, you didn't address me. This is the time to address you. <laughs> Facebook, you know, social media is supposed to be a blessing, isn't it? So it's supposed to connect you, to link you to people that you love, your loved ones, your friends, old friends. It's supposed to link you some to your colleagues. You're supposed to share information, you know, share good experiences. And then it's a blessing. It's fun. But sometimes we use that as our surveillance camera. Yeah? So I want to check up how my friend is doing. Yeah? Where is he at in his life? And woe to you if he's doing better than you. <laughs> then he's post his car and his girlfriend or his wife. And the kids look all beautiful. I don't know how they look. <laughs> And then you say, Aish. you fall into a depression because you actually wanted them to do bad. I don't know, some might even want to trick their ex. And then they realize, oh my God, he's happy. <laughs> he was supposed to be doing bad without me. And he looks that he's even flourishing and doing better. People almost fall in a coma. You did it to yourself. God is not asking you to do that. Refrain from that. Do yourself a favor. Stay off. Mind your own business. Run your race set before you. Let's finish strong. Last slide. So there are certain things that are beyond us. Okay? Sometimes we compare our color. I wish I was lighter in complexion. You know the issues. <laughs> Your sibling is a bit lighter. Ah. Now the hair, the texture. So there are certain things where God will tell you to say, listen, Malcolm went to study. Please go study. That you can do. So please be prompt about it. Not for competition's sake. Yeah? For you've got the skills or the aptitude to do it. Yeah, and you've got the time. Why not do it? It's a good thing. It's a noble. Whatever is noble, meditate on it. Do it. Not for competition's sake. But there are certain things that are beyond us. This is your portion, your load. Yeah, there's grace for your hair. <laughs> for your skin color. God looked at you and said, Mwah! So let's fall in line. Yeah? And run that race and finish it well. To say, I did well to my skin. I did well to my hair. I did well to my circumstances. My gender. I'm okay with it. Yeah? 
So this is what God wants us to do. So let's stop comparing in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we all rise, please? I just want us to go into a period where we just want to repent. God doesn't have a heavy heart, but God wants us to change. And God wants to work on our motives. So at this very hour, if there's anything that you have done where you have been competing, where you've been comparing, and the Lord just puts on your heart to say, my son, repent. My daughter, repent of this. Please do that. I'm giving you a few seconds. just want to come in repentance father god where we have been competing lord where we have been slicing and dicing lord where we have been bad mouthing father forgive us lord god and father today we just want to fall in line today and father we just want to thank you that you are big god you've got enough for everybody and father we want to run to you today that you will be the one who fill us up to the brim, Father, to overflow, that we lack nothing. And we, Father, want to say we lack nothing. We have you. But, Lord, your timing is perfect. And we thank you, Lord, that you will come through at the right time for us. So, Father, we just pray that our hearts will be right when you come. When you show up, Lord, that our heart will be at the right place. Father, forgive us for comparison, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, where we are supposed to look to you, we have looked at our brothers and sisters. Father, forgive us in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just want to speak a blessing over your people right now in the name of Jesus. And I want to declare to them that they are blessed. They are blessed, Lord God, that they have got everything that they need for life, Lord, for life in abundance, for life and godliness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that they are filled, they are loved, they are the beloved in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord God, that they are walking in victory. As they are going out, Father God, that they are walking in victory because they are looking to you and not to men. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.